Amen. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord in this house? Oh, he's worthy of all praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah. Come on, can we just lift up our voice to him? Hallelujah. Only you can praise him like you praise him. Nobody else can replace your praise. Hallelujah. Can we lift up our voice unto the Lord, the Savior of our soul, our Redeemer lives. And he is here right now. His glory, his presence, his liberty, his power is in this place already. Hallelujah. May be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. It is an honor and a privilege to be here with you. Amen. With the, uh, the uh, with Ark. Amen. Also with uh, Sisterhood and uh, Brother. I give honor to Pastorhood in his absence. Amen. I love them and appreciate their friendship. Amen. Their voice in my life and my family's life. Amen. They're people of God that love the people of God, love the work of the Lord. Amen. And we love them and appreciate them. I want to thank you for your hospitality. Amen. Love and support that I feel when I'm here. Amen. This is a good church, a loving church, and I appreciate you for that. Amen. You don't find that everywhere. Amen. And I appreciate you and thank you for that as well. Also want to thank and honor my wife, Leah, and my kids, Adriana and Aiden. Amen. Uh, thank them for coming with us or with me. And uh, last time we were here, uh, it was a little colder outside, and there was this stuff that you people call snow that I'm not very familiar with. I've seen in a few pictures, and uh, I experienced it last time we were here, and uh, on our way home, I believe it was um, one of the Reyes uh, ladies told us, they said, you know, you should be fine if you leave tomorrow before noon, and I kind of took that as an option. Not, I didn't take it as seriously as I should have, and uh, we caught ourselves in Donner Pass, and uh, during uh, some crazy snow, and uh, I will say I prayed through about four times, amen, and uh, I'm glad that my wife decided to come with me back here again, amen, and uh, we honor them, love them, also want to honor my in-laws, they're with me today, amen. so grateful that I didn't uh, marry. Uh, well, I, I, one piece of advice that I was given is that they said that you, when you marry your wife, you marry her family. And, uh, and I was blessed on both accounts. Amen. I'm glad I have in-laws and not outlaws. Praise God. Amen. But before we get into the word of the Lord, if we could join uh, together in worship with Sister Leah so that she sings. Amen. Praise the Lord, church. Every time I come into the house of God, I, I've always been told, come into the house of God with an expectancy in your heart for what he can do. Amen. But uh, sometimes I think even our expectations, God's higher than those expectations. As long as we come with faith, um, unmoving faith, um, exceeding faith. Amen. Anything can happen. Amen. Worship with me. For 
today. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? It is possible in this house. There's nothing too great for our God. There's nothing too great for our Savior. 
Hallelujah. If you lift up your hands all across this building, I feel the glory and the presence of the Lord in this house. Hallelujah. With Jesus, anything, God can do anything in this place. He can heal the brokenhearted. He can mend minds. He can touch hearts. Hallelujah. He can begin to work in marriages right now. He can begin to work in fractured hearts and minds in this place. God can begin to put together everything that the enemy has taken from you. The Lord can begin to restore joy into your spirit. The Lord can begin to restore joy. Hallelujah. Full of his glory in your life today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles in this house, you can turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. Amen. I am grateful for what I feel in the house of the Lord here today. Amen. I believe that the Lord is going to do a great work in the hearts and the lives of his people today. Not because I'm here, but because he's here. Amen. Do you believe that this afternoon? Hallelujah. Do you believe that you serve a risen Savior? Do you believe that you serve a God that is able? Amen. All the years. Ah, come on, somebody. I, I serve a God that defies the laws of this universe. I I serve a God that defies the laws of this world. Amen. Amen. You may have lived in sin and life has dealt you some bitter blows, but we serve a God in his presence, in his glory. God can begin to work and move in hearts and minds here today. Hallelujah. I feel a boldness in my spirit today. I believe God's going to do a great work. Amen. The word of the Lord, 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, starting in verse number 5. The word of the Lord says this, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Everyone say, the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Everyone say, our glory. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of men the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Everyone say his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the, the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Amen. With the help of the Lord and your help today, I want to preach to you on this idea, the power in a paradox. The power in a paradox. If we could put our Bibles down one more time, let's lift up our hands unto the Lord and call on him. We need his help here today. Lord Jesus, I come to you, God, humbly, God.
understanding, Lord, that I am nothing without you, Lord. But, God, it is your spirit, it is your word that has power. And I pray today, God, help me, Lord. I desire to decrease, Lord, that your spirit may increase in this place. God, I pray, speak through me, God, as the oracle of you today, God. Help me speak grace, God, to these, every heart here today of your word, Lord Jesus. Let your word go forth, God, and let there be signs following, God. I believe today, God, that there will be somebody, Lord, that will come to this altar, Lord, and their trajectory of eternity will be changed in this place. I believe, God, that chains of addiction, chains, God, of oppression, God, will fall off in this house, Lord. I'm believing it today because your word is true. Your spirit is real, God, and we stand in awe of you today, God. We give you the honor and the glory in this place. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, let's love him in this house. Amen. A paradox can prove to be very revealing about human nature. And, and just for those scholars out here in the audience today, I, I don't have a very profound 17-layered message here today, but I've come here today to declare the word of the Lord plainly and clearly. Amen. And, and uh, the reason why I say that is I've been in church long enough to know, amen, the scholar in the audience, amen, will just wait for that one moment for the preacher to drop some fire, then you're on board, praise God. But go with me today, amen, I believe God wants to reveal something to our heart. Amen, a paradox can, be prove, can prove very revealing about human nature. Uh, many may ask what a paradox is. Let me explain it to you very simply. The most basic level, a paradox is a statement, uh, a true statement that is self-contradictory. Often it has two statements that are both true but cannot be true at the same time. For example, if a person came to you today and told you that they were a compulsive liar, uh, you would have to come to a determination, and, uh, and, and you would have to come and you'd have to answer these few questions. Are they lying about being a liar? Are they telling the truth about lying? And if they were telling the truth about their nature, they would indeed be telling the truth and not lying in that moment. So you could stand back and scratch your head and be puzzled about what they're trying to tell you, or you could get down to the root of what they're trying to say is that they cannot be trusted. Another few interesting examples of paradoxes are no one goes to that restaurant because it's always too crowded. Another one is you shouldn't go into the water unless you know how to swim. For those that are and missed their coffee this morning. You can't learn how to swim unless you've been in the water, praise God. Another one is, deep down, you were really shallow. In literature, the vehicle of using paradoxical statements is a very common thing in literature. It points and it weaves through the narrative or through the, the literature. It's a vehicle that is used to weave through an overall truth statement throughout the text. And an example of this in George is George Orwell's 1945 allegory uh, of the animal farm. And he uses a paradoxical statement that all animals are equal, but some are more equal. And this statement doesn't make any logical sense, but it points to a larger truth that all animals are indeed animals, but some hold greater value in different systems. 
And George Orwell was not the first one to use paradoxical statements. The Bible is peppered with paradoxical statements. Amen. The Bible has communicated with paradoxes for a very, very long time. And I'm here today to unpack the principles that are found in paradoxes in Scripture. John chapter 12 and verse 24 tells us that we live by dying. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse 18 says that we see unseen things. We, Acts chapter 20 and verse 35, it says that we receive through giving. Amen. Uh, the Bible also tells us that we become fools to become wise in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3 and verse 18. We, are, we conquer by yielding. Amen. We find rest under a yoke of burden. Amen. We reign by serving. Amen. We are lifted up when we humble ourselves. Amen. Are you getting it this afternoon? Amen. Amen. We gain through losing. Praise God. In Philippians chapter number 3, we are made free by becoming servants in Romans chapter number 6. Amen. We find through losing in Matthew chapter 10. We are made strong in our weakness in 2 Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse 9. All of these things are speaking to an overarching truth. Amen. As the Bible says in Isaiah 55 and 8, that God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Amen. The wisdom of man cannot be compared to the glory and the greatness of God. Amen. I stand here today, amen, not confident in my ability, but in the God that I serve. Amen. I stand here today in peace, not because what I've done or what the world has given me, but because I serve a God, amen, that is greater than anything that this world could ever offer. Amen. I serve a God. Amen. I take comfort in the fact that I serve a God that his ways are higher than man's ways. Amen. When the world tells me that this is what I got to do to find happiness, I can go to his word. Amen. That trumps every politician, that trumps every system, every social norm. Amen. I could go back to his word and his word is forever settled. It is from generation to generation. Amen. It surpasses everything that this world could ever offer. Amen. I am thankful for the steadfastness of God's word. I am thankful today, amen, that we serve a God, that his ways are higher than our ways. Amen. The wisdom of man can never be compared to the glory and the greatness of God. If I can relate this simply today, amen, while we are playing checkers on this earth, God is playing chess. Can I tell you, though, although this is beautiful and we could stand here today with some peace and blessed assurity that God knows what he's doing, amen, it puts us in a great position. Amen. God, while God is working on a whole nother level, it puts our humanity in a position today. Amen. We cannot, we cannot live to reap the rewards, nor can we even understand what God is trying to unpack. And every example that I've given you here this afternoon of every paradoxical statement, we stand at a disadvantage in our humanity. Amen. Because we need something. There is an ingredient missing for us to come to the place where we can reap the rewards of this paradox. 
Amen. But I also serve a God that is faithful to his people. Amen. I serve a God that understands the frailty of my humanity. Amen. I serve a God that understands how far I can go. Amen. And God, because he knows my humanity and he knows your humanity and he knows right where you're at. Amen. And he wants you to see you to reap the blessing of every paradox. Amen. Of this word. Amen. I'm here today to tell you God has set an example from the very foundations of this world how you can get to the paradoxes found in his word. Amen. If you open up your Bible, amen, to the first chapter of the book of Genesis, uh, chapter number two, the Bible says this, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God, everyone say the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Can I tell you that word spirit there in the Hebrew is ruach. It is literally the breath. It is the inspiring breath of God. Amen. It was the spirit of God that brought order, amen, to the chaos and the darkness and the void of this world. Amen. That's that's the spoiler alert of this message. It is all about the spirit of God. Amen. We need the spirit of God in every aspect of our life. Amen. You cannot, come on somebody. Amen. You cannot gain by losing unless you have the Spirit of God. Amen. You ah, Come on, somebody. Amen. You can't reign with the Lord. Ah, hallelujah. Amen. I've come today to tell you, amen, it is through His Spirit, amen, that is life-giving. Amen. The Bible says in Job chapter 33 and verse 4, the Spirit of God hath made me, amen, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. I'm here today to tell you it is all through the Spirit of a living God. Amen. The Spirit of God is the source of all life. Amen. Psalms 104 and 3 says, Thou sendest forth thy Spirit, that thy amen, they, they, are, they are created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. Amen. It is always through the Spirit of God. Amen. That life is made. Amen. That order is given. That purpose is given. Ah, come on, somebody. Amen. It is not going to be through our cunning craftiness. It's not going to be through our humanity. Amen. It's not going to be through a good program. Amen. That a church is going to be built. But it's going to be through the Spirit of God in operation through His people. Amen. Over the But it is the spirit in man, the breath of the Almighty that gives man understanding. Amen. It is through the Spirit of God that there's going to be life. Amen. There is get us through the Spirit of God. Amen. The chaos that we live in, the chaos that you may go home to. Amen. I've come here to tell you it is going to be through the Spirit of God that God is going to work in your home. God is going to work through the chaos of your mind. God is going to work through the chaos in your marriage. It is going to be through the Spirit of God. Amen. As it begins to bring order in life, in purpose, it will be through His Spirit. I've come here today to tell you from the very beginning of time, amen, all the way into this time, it has been through his spirit and it will continue to be through his spirit. From the very foundations of the world, God has used his spirit to bring life. I've come here today to tell you, visitor friend, amen, you may be in all kinds of mess, but it's going to be through the spirit of God that God brings life, amen, and hope into your mind. It is going to be through the spirit of God. 
Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 41, God's Spirit moves upon man and gives discernment and understanding and revelation upon Joseph to interpret the dreams of Pharaoh. Amen. Can I tell you, the Bible says, can we find anyone else like that, that the Spirit of God working on him? Amen. Can I tell you, the Spirit of God makes the difference when people see you walking down the street. Amen. They could look to you. Amen. Not just because you look like you have it all together, but there's something about you. It is the Spirit of God operating and moving. I mean, you could call me naive, amen, but I still believe that you can walk to the grocery store and see somebody, amen, crying, and you could come over to them and lay hands on them, and they will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen, I still believe. Ah, come on. Amen, I believe it is still through the Spirit of God. chapter 31, God's Spirit moves upon a man by the name of Bezael. And he gave him wisdom and understanding and knowledge and all manners of workmanship to help Moses build the tabernacle. Amen. I still believe that churches are built on the Spirit of God. Man, I, I don't care what Stephen Furtick is doing. I don't care what anyone else in this world is doing and how they're building churches. I still believe uh, that churches are still built, uh, amen, on the word of truth and uh, the spirit of God. Uh, amen. I still, uh, come on, somebody. Amen. There's, there, there's, there's something in the, the, the mentality, amen. Uh, amen. The spirit of this generation, amen, that's trying to get a hold of the apostolic church uh, that says you got to smooth out uh, all the rough edges uh, and everything has to be put together, uh, amen. And you, you got to put on good programs, uh, amen. And thank God for programs, uh, amen. But can I tell you, uh, it is still the spirit of God uh, that makes all the difference, uh, amen. Uh, Amen. I've told my church at home, amen, I, I know we're a small group, and I know we're a small church, amen, but the thing that makes us different than every other church in this city is the fact that when we call on the Lord, he meets us there, amen, and we are standing in hosts of angels because the Spirit of the Lord still works, amen. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. It is still the Spirit of God that builds churches. Amen. If I could be so bold today to speak to a young man, amen, a man of God, a family of God, amen, if you would get, amen, to your prayer closet and begin to call on the Lord, amen, and say, God, I don't know what I have to offer, but Lord, I want to be used for your glory. I want to be used for your honor. God, I want to help your work go forward in this world somewhere, somehow. Lord, help me be used for your glory. I still believe in a God that his spirit can begin to quicken your mind Amen. And you can join arms with your pastor and your brothers and your sisters. Amen. And begin to build the work of the Lord. And begin to build a youth group. And begin to build. Amen. The Spirit of God gave inspiration and ability. Amen. It is the Spirit of God in Judges chapter 14 and verse 5. Amen. The Bible says that the Spirit of God moved upon Samson as he tore the lion in two. Amen, I believe that there's some lions that have been stalking folk. Amen, there's some things that have been stalking your life. They've been stalking your family. They've been stalking this church. Amen, but I've come here today to tell you it is still going to be through the Spirit. Amen, not only, ah, oh, come on somebody. 
somebody. Not only is it going to be, you're not just going to shoo the lion away, amen, but you're going to be able to go to the lion and say, I'm done with you, amen. I'm not going to be consumed by you. I'm not going to run in fear any longer. Uh, come on, but I've come to you in the name of the Lord. I've come to you. Uh, It is still through the Spirit of God that there is discernment. Amen. Micah chapter 3 and verse 8, the Bible tells us, amen, that Micah said, full of power and the Spirit, of, that he was full of power and the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Mike, what was Micah saying? He was saying it was through the Spirit of God, amen, that he was the actual prophet of God. Because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of voices out there that would love to tell you, amen, you could do whatever you want, amen, you could live however you want, amen, but it was Micah, Micah was dealing with prophets, amen, when Micah would come and he would bring a rebuke, amen, and he would begin to speak what the Lord placed on his heart, there was other prophets that would come along and say, it doesn't matter what the man of God is saying, it doesn't matter what he's preaching, it doesn't matter, no, that's not what God said, God wants you to be healthy and be in good health and have money in your bank account and drive the latest cars, amen, but Micah would have to get up and say, no, it is time to repent, it is time to get back to God, it is time to get back to his word, it is time. What did Micah have to do? He said, you know what my witness is, Elder Reyes? It is the Spirit of God. You know what my witness is? I wonder in this place today, amen, if somebody would make up in their mind, I don't care what anybody else is doing around me, amen, I'm going to walk with God. Amen, I'm going to come to the house of the Lord and pray. Amen, I'm going to come, amen, when even no one else is here. I'm going to come to the house of the Lord and call on the name of the Lord. Why? It's because I need more of the Spirit of God. Peter chapter 1 and verse 21 tells us that it was the Spirit of God that moved upon the prophets of old, and it was not by the will of man, but it was His Spirit. His inspiration, His power moved upon the prophets to speak, to walk, and to declare the direction that God wanted to go. It is through His Spirit. Amen. John chapter number 1 and verse 32 bears record of the Spirit of God descending like a dove and resting on Jesus. The Bible goes on to say not only did it rest on Jesus, but it remained on Jesus. Amen. Just as the breath of God rested upon the face of the waters in Genesis chapter 1, amen, it was the Spirit of God that rested on Jesus, confirming, inaugurating who Jesus was, the divinity of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Bible says that it remained on him, and I don't believe it was any coincidence in John chapter 20 and verse 22, amen, that Jesus blew on his disciples, and he said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. What was Jesus doing on that day? Amen. He was representing to them a passing, amen, of the spirit that God rested on him, onto his people. Amen. I've come here today to tell you that same spirit that created power that was in Genesis chapter number one in verse two is on you today if you have the Holy Ghost. That same power, amen, of discernment and understanding upon Joseph is now on you here today. Amen. That same inspiration and equipping of Bezael is on you here today through his spirit. a transference through the power of God's Spirit. Amen. I've come here today to preach to you this very, this idea that we cannot go without the Spirit of God. 
we cannot be a church. We cannot be a church, amen, without the Spirit and the presence of God. We have to take advantage of every opportunity. These doors are open uh, to come into the house of the Lord uh, and not just sing the songs we like, uh, amen, and not just go through the motions that we know, uh, but to get in the presence uh, of a living God. Uh, why? It is because that is the thing uh, that makes all the difference in the world. Uh, that is the thing, uh, amen, that will begin to loosen the chains uh, of those that are addicted that are going to come through these doors, uh, amen, and that is the thing uh, that is going to make the difference in marriages, uh, in minds and in hearts. This, this spirit is now for us. Everyone say, it's for me. God has called us. Amen. God is desiring for this spirit to dwell in us. John chapter 14 and verse 17 tells us, He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Amen. Today, I'm not here just today to preach a pretty message, but I'm here today to declare the truth and the power of God's Spirit in operation in His people. Amen. I've come here today to declare, amen, the importance of walking in the Spirit of God and not leaning on what we see or what we think we know, but going back into our prayer closet, amen, until we get into the presence of the Lord. And like our text said today, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God before ordained unto our glory. Here today to tell you, how is that mystery revealed? It is revealed through the Spirit of God. God had ordained this. From the, the, the very beginning of time, from, from before, amen, before anything, God worked through his spirit. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, amen, the Bible tells us that the spirit moved upon man and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. It was not just a moving on man, but it was a moving in man. I know this is basic today, amen, but I've come here today to get back to the fundamentals, amen, in our spirit, amen. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 10 and verse 15, amen, whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law into their hearts and into their minds will I write them, amen. I'm not talking about a superficial touch, amen, I'm talking about a God that comes and begins to write on the hearts of men. Amen. I'm talking about a God, amen, that just didn't give you a self-help book and say do these five steps and go home. Amen. But I'm talking about a God that deals, amen, with the depravity of man's heart. I'm talking about a God that deals with the fractured nature of human minds. I'm talking about a God that can do something in the hearts and the minds of people. Hallelujah. It's all through the Holy Ghost. It's all through His Spirit. Amen. I've come here today, amen, to tell you, visitor friend, that you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Amen. The Bible says in John chapter number 3, and verse number 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And Jesus says, marvel not that I say unto thee, into thee, amen, you must 
be born again. What is Jesus speaking in Nicodemus about? He's telling him, he's saying, amen, what is born of flesh is flesh. You can only go so far. You can never get to the paradoxes we talked about. Amen, but Nicodemus, you must be born of the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. Amen, I have so much more for you. Your humanity could take you so far. Amen, but I have so much more for you. And it is through the Spirit. Live for God long enough to know that it is so easy to live for God without the Spirit of God in operation. Amen. Can I can I be real? Amen. Can we be transparent in this house this afternoon? Amen. It is so easy. Amen. To come to the house of the Lord. And once we learn how to do what we need to do, and once we learn how to raise our hands the right way and clap our hands the right way and, and sing the songs the right way and, and know how to pat the right person on the right back and, and we know how what ministry to volunteer for and we learn the system of church, it is so easy to walk with God without really walking with God. And I'm reminded of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 that, that Paul was admonishing the church of Galatia to walk in the Spirit, that they would not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen, amen, Brother Ray. It is, not a, it is a very humbling thing to walk in the Spirit of God. It is, it is a humbling thing. Amen. You know what? I, I've been in churches and I've seen churches, amen, that are so quick to backbite, amen, and tear one another up and look down our nose at the visitor that walks through the door. Amen. And and they just say, man, who are those people? Where, where they're sitting in my seat. Amen. I've come here to tell you, if you're walking in the spirit, that's not the spirit that you'll walk in. Amen, I don't mean to meddle today, amen, and you're a wonderful people, amen, but I feel it in my spirit today. There's something about people that walk with God. There's a humbling nature to them, amen. They walk in loving and the spirit of love. They walk in a spirit of forbearance. They have the fruit of the spirit in operation in their life, amen. You know, when you're really in the spirit of God, No matter how many conferences you preach, no matter how many people you've won to God, no matter how much notoriety and how much of a reputation you have, when you are in the presence of God, it, it brings you down to your knees. And I'm reminded of Isaiah. He's in the presence of God. The first thing that he says, Brother Jonathan, he says, woe is me. Why did the prophet Isaiah say that? He said that, he says, because I don't belong here. There's too many people, amen, and I've been guilty of it as well, amen, that could come to the house of God and feel like we have this thing on lock, that we have a lock on the market, and somehow we deserve this seat, and somehow we deserve the presence of the Lord that we feel here. But somebody that's been truly in the presence of God, the thing that they come to, they look and they come to the house of the Lord and they lift up their hands and they say, woe is me. I have a man of unclean hands from a generation of unclean people. I don't deserve being here. 
somebody that's been in the presence of God, somebody that is walking in the Spirit. Uh, is somebody when they see their brother struggling or they see their sister struggling, uh, amen, they don't look down their nose at them, but they come alongside them uh, and they say, brother, I, I was in the presence of the Lord calling on your name yesterday. Uh, amen, sister, I know you're struggling. Uh, I know you're going through it. I know, uh, amen, you, you called me about your marriage and I, I don't have an answer for you, uh, but all I come here to tell you, sister, uh, is I've been praying. Uh, I've been calling on the name of the Lord for you uh, and for your family. Uh, I know you're frustrated with your kid, uh, but I've been calling on the name of the Lord for you. It's somebody that's been in the presence of the Lord. Somebody that's been walking in the spirit of God is somebody that walks in a spirit of faithfulness. Spirit of godliness. Not quick to jump down the throat of their neighbor next to them, but somebody that's willing to walk in love and patience with one another. Can I tell you, we need the Spirit of God in operation every single day of our life. We cannot afford as the people of God, amen, and I'm almost done. We cannot afford as the people of God to walk one day without getting into the presence of the Lord. I told you I didn't have a fancy message today. I, I, I don't even have a I, had a, I had a far better, prettier message, but God wouldn't leave me alone about this today. We can't afford to walk with God without the Spirit of God. And I say walk with God in quotes. Let's stand to our feet today. I said earlier, Paul admonished them in Galatians 5 to walk in the Spirit. which lets us know that we have a capacity to walk in the Spirit, and we have a capacity to not walk in the Spirit. And when we walk away from walking in the Spirit of God, when we are out of step and out of sync with the presence and the power of God, we don't have access to those paradoxes. It cuts us off from what God is trying to do in His people's lives. I feel this so strongly in the Holy Ghost. There's some people here today and you've, you've stopped and you've, you've prayed and you've asked God, why, God? Why, why am I going through the things? Why am I dealing with the things I'm dealing with? Why, why do I feel so out of sync? I come here today to tell you, church, get back into the presence of God. Get back into the glory of the Lord. Let the first thought in our minds be when we wake up in the morning, Lord, I can't wait but to feel your presence. I can't wait to call on your name. I can't wait to begin to stir up the gift that you placed in me, God. I can't, I can't afford to have this conversation without getting into your presence. I, I can't afford, amen, uh, to have this argument, this discussion without getting in your glory and in your presence today.
It is so easy. It's so easy to get out of sync with what God is trying to do in our lives. 2 Timothy chapter number 2 and verse 3 and verse, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter number 3 and verse 5. Paul is admonishing Timothy about having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. It is so easy to look like we have it all together. But there's chaos going on in our hearts. We've allowed things to slip back into our spirit and we've stepped out of sync with God. I've come here today to tell you, amen, you could, this altar is open. Amen, that you could come to a, a living God and lift up your hands to him and say, God, I'm sorry for stepping out with you. I, I'm sorry of stepping out of sync with you. But God, I want to get back, God, to what you started in my life, Lord. I want to walk in your spirit, God. I don't want to trust in what I see. I don't even want to trust in what I hear, Lord, but I need you. God, I lean on you. I'm trusting you. Things don't make sense right now, God, but I'm coming to you with a humble heart, needing your spirit in operation in my mind, in my life. Hallelujah, visitor friend. If you've never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, amen, all you have to do is lift up your hands and begin to ask the Lord to forgive you, to forgive you of every sin that you've committed, every wrong thing that separated you from a real God. Amen, and begin to lift up your hands and begin to worship the Lord. And God is faithful to fill you with this spirit. God is able to fill you with this glory. And you will have access to every paradox.
heaven come down. 